Alrighty, hello again everyone and welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast for the 30th day of March 2023. I think there's 31 days. There are 31 days. So I got one more day in March. I don't know. Just come on. Give February a couple of days. What the hell? I'm Derek Hunter. I'm your host. Appreciate you listening. We've got a lot of stuff to get to. want to get to it as quickly as possible, but I have to plug... The only thing that brings in revenue to the show, which is much appreciated, is patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast or DerekHunter.locals.com, whichever you prefer, or both. You can enter contests, you get the extra show, the week in F and review, you get pictures, you get you get all kinds of bonuses. But you can win autographed books, that's the deal. Check it out. Five bucks a month is all I ask. For the love of God, you probably just wasted thirty bucks this week so far. Come on, man. All right, uh, yeah. If you, by the way, if you want a, uh, I still get requests. I don't know why. If you want a signed book plate, if you have a copy of my book Outrage Incorporated out there, and you want a signed book plate, you can just email me Derek Allen Hunter at gmail dot com. D e r e k a l l a n h u n t e r, and uh, say put it in like put book plate in the subject line because otherwise it'll get lost, and I will just. Sign one if you want it personalized. Let me know if you just want. Otherwise, I'm going to assume it's auto, just plain autographed, and then uh, I'll put it in an envelope, put a stamp on it, and send it out to you. Lickety split, just like that, and uh, you can stick it in your book or wherever the hell you want to stick it, <laughs> or you can tell somebody else where you want them to stick it. I don't know your kink. I'm not going to judge. Anyway, appreciate it. If you want it, it's there. Costs you nothing. Thank you. Let's start the show. Because I'm, I'm looking at the, the national news, I'm looking at the local news, I'm looking at all the news, and Adnan Syed, he's free, he's free, this was a couple of weeks ago, and now his, his conviction was tossed out, and he's free, now his conviction has been reinstated, and if it weren't for the, the serial podcast, you wouldn't know the guy's name, and you, you shouldn't know the guy's name, I don't know if he's guilty or not, they say, oh, the, the DNA has cleared him, I don't honestly care. It is something that is old and the, the legal system will, I don't, you know, one way or the other. I'm not saying I want the guy in prison for a crime he didn't commit. I don't know if he committed the crime. That's what I'm saying. But it's bizarre to me how some things that, frankly, how do, how do they become national stories? So much so that I forced myself to watch NBC Nightly News last night. I wanted to, I tuned in late, so I missed if they even addressed the Tennessee shooting. But they didn't spend a lot of time on it if they did address the trans murderer. But they did see they had something, I can't even, there were some nonsense, such garbage things. They were so insignificant, I couldn't even bother remembering them. But they did cover the Adnan Syed conviction being reinstated. The conviction being reinstated, why? How is that national news how does it matter outside and it's because we have this celebrity obsessed culture we have this perverse view of life in 2023 where this case now if it's an injustice it matters but it matters to him and his family there are other cases out there that are injustices too i'm sure but they don't matter they don't get the star treatment they don't get the the podcast oh the serial npr podcast everybody went hbo made a documentary about it i kind of watched the hbo documentary and i just couldn't get excited about it and maybe that makes me a horrible person i don't know but it's like i'll let the legal system sorted out my involvement my following it my being up on it isn't going to change anything it just isn't i'd like to see more of a focus on you know the the victims of crimes and maybe looking at the lackadaisical justice system but yeah you know what the way that the left has sort of bastardized the justice system, but there's no way in God's green earth NPR is ever going to do a podcast about that. There are wildly popular podcasts out there, serialized podcasts that don't come things from a left-wing point of view that just simply 
get ignored. This became a thing because the powers that be decided it they wanted it to be a thing. Why it's still a thing, I don't know. I don't I don't get it. I don't know if Adnan Syed is guilty or not guilty or whatever. I trust the legal system. After 21 years, if he's not guilty, they're going to owe him some serious money. If he was railroaded, they're going to owe him some serious money. But why does this matter? Why is this a story when, by the weekend, I promise you, the shooting in Nashville, the execution of children and school administrators by a trans activist, a hate crime perpetrated against Christians. That won't be news anymore. 21 years, the podcast serial's been around, I don't know, five, 10 years, something. I don't know. It's been a long time. This is still a story, a procedural thing, because Syed isn't going to go back to jail. Syed isn't going to go back to jail. This is still news somehow. This is still important. This makes the NBC nightly news. They've got 22 minutes to tell you everything that they view as important that happened around the United States and around the world, and they dedicated at least one minute, one of those minutes to this. It's one of a minute that could have been dedicated to what? Getting to the bottom of a hate crime that was perpetrated against Christians because of their Christian faith? by a member in good standing of the progressive community, the trans community. They could have easily put that minute in there. Lord knows there's enough information out there, but they didn't. They haven't, and they won't, because they don't care. They honestly do not care. We are now seeing a push for this person's, this killer, the trans killer's, Manifesto. There is a manifesto. But they haven't released it. It's weird. We've got body cam footage. We've gotten all sorts of things like, oh, the the parents didn't love this kid. Okay. They didn't accept, couldn't accept that their, their daughter was a son because, you know, the parents were rooted in reality as if somehow this is the parents' fault. Reuters. The news service Reuters, their headline, former Christian school student kills three children, three staff in Nashville shooting. That's Reuters. Just, oh, it's just somebody going back. They wanted to walk past their old locker and decided to, uh, to just kill a few people while they were there. This is how this is going to be treated former Christian school student kills three children, three staff, a Nashville shooting. That's it. The White House hasn't mentioned it. Now they're circling the wagons even further. Now, before we get the manifesto, which they are actively dragging their feet on, somehow the police in Nashville have decided whether they were pressured or whether they're just woke on their own. They have said that they're not going to release the manifesto while there's an ongoing investigation. Now, why would there be an ongoing investigation? The perpetrator is dead, right? Investigation complete. The person on film killing people who was subsequently killed by police is the guilty person. Case closed. I could solve that. Inspector Clouseau could close this case. If you're telling us that there are other or may well be other co-conspirators in this case, then the police need to get off their asses and tell us that, do they not? Be on the lookout. There might be other people. Hey, do you know anybody who had contact with this mutant who might have planned it? Those sorts of things would be the sorts of things that you might want to look into and alert the public to if and you are at all interested in protecting the public. But if you are interested in protecting the most powerful letter in the alphabet, especially in the alphabet mafia, the T, then you don't want the manifesto out there unless and until an alternate narrative is established and enough time has passed to make people forget what had happened because the T apparently it sure seems like 
And the LGBTQ mafia stands for terrorist. Did you say that? Yeah, I did. Why? Because that's exactly what they would do. That's exactly what they would do. And to hell with everybody on the left. They want to play games with this. Let them play games with this. You got the New York Post. It's it's conservative media. It's liberal media. You look, I mean, Fox is running around, migrant this, migrant there, illegal aliens. No, 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 migrant this, migrant that. Fox isn't really covering this story. New York Post, Nashville school shooting, live updates. Okay. Shooter Audrey Hale's parents couldn't accept their daughter's trans identity report. Couldn't accept. So you mean her parents wouldn't play along with her mental disorder. They were more than likely, if and I had to guess, interested in helping their daughter, not indulging in her delusions. But that's not allowed anymore. No, 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 no. See, it's the parents' fault. It's the parents' fault. This is how these things get started. You think this is small, this is minor, nobody's going to fall for this. People will forget. People will forget. People, Life goes on. People move on. People get distracted. The Colorado shooting. The they-them killer. He's non-binary. Oh, they blamed that on Republicans. They blamed that on Trump. They blamed that on conservatives. And then it comes out, oh, he's non-binary. He's a traitor. And what did they say? Did they, they suddenly lost interest in it. That shooter's still alive. The shooter's still facing trial. Have you seen any coverage of it whatsoever? No. But you got saturation, saturation coverage. That was the entirety of the network's coverage on the night that that happened. Not three minutes at the top of the show. We did it right at the top of the show. Yeah, you did. And then you quickly moved on. You quickly moved on. But when it was a shooting at a gay nightclub and they thought they'd gotten a Trump supporter, that was it. That was it. And then as a lawyer uses, they them pronouns. Oh, Oh, crap. This is how the left operates. So you get something that's 21 years old. Anand Syed, the conviction reinstated. That's worthy of reporting. It's not worthy of reporting. It's irrelevant. He's not going back to jail. This is a technicality. This is, remember when you were a kid and you were running in your elementary school down the hallways, you're running because it's recess time or time to go home or lunchtime or whatever it is. You're just running down the hall and there's the principal or teachers. Hey, 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 stop, get over here. Go back and walk. There's nothing worse than the punishment. Go back and walk. And you had to go back and walk. You still got to where you were going. That's what the Adnan Syed conviction overturning, being reinstated is the equivalent of it's go back and walk. You're still going to get to the lunchroom. You're still going to get to the playground, the swings, whatever it is you're going, you're going to get there. You just have to go back and jump through this hoop. You know, the obstacle course, you skipped one obstacle. So we're going to go back and you got to do that obstacle. And then you go on from there. You think I'm making it up? I'm not. You think this makes sense? It does. Only if you look at it through the right lens. Which is more important? Getting to the bottom of whether or not, because you got the Trans Day of Vengeance coming up this Saturday. The Trans Day, that's their terminology, not anybody else's. If you're critical of that on Twitter, by the way, they, they block you, they, they ban you, they say, this is ridiculous, you can't, you can't say that, you can't do that. If you're critical of it, if you're spreading the flyer saying make sure that you wear a mask so that nobody can identify you and it's BYOB, not booze, bricks, bring your own. If you put that on social media, it's perfectly fine. But if you're critical of a whole bunch of people suffering from a mental disorder, getting together and plotting violence, you will get in trouble. Remember when everybody was all excited that Elon Musk bought Twitter? 
I don't know, Elon Musk, maybe he's too busy trying to find more women to have children with, who the hell knows. But he doesn't seem to have changed all that much. When it comes to the, maybe it's just too big of a beast that it can't be contained. Maybe the algorithm is automatically doing these sorts of things. But at some point, if you own the company and if you are committed to free speech, then wouldn't you be committed to free speech? Sure, he's released the internal documents demonstrating how the Democrats in government tried to violate people's First Amendment rights. But it doesn't mean he's changed anything. It doesn't mean he's changed anything. Maybe that's kind of the problem. By the way, just as a quick aside, while I'm sitting here talking about uh, how awful local news is, I've got... (laughs) I was watching... Like I say, I flipped around and I caught uh, the local station uh, out of D.C., this one. And they're talking about just apropos of nothing. Just, I love this. And I hate it. This is because this is the. I had to rewind it a couple times and try and find the best way to record the audio because I can't record audio directly from the TV and I don't know how to clip stuff. Plus, it's a promo, so it wouldn't be like in the newscast. So I just filmed it and mailed it to myself. So the audio is is of poor quality, but you can hear it. I just, it demonstrates exactly everything that's wrong with media. Everything that's wrong with, with television news to, and sadly all other news is coming going this way. But listen to this stuff. Tomorrow, a dye that's been banned from cosmetics but could still be in certain foods. We're working for you with why experts are concerned about it and the impact it could have on your health, particularly for kids. This is a warning everyone needs to hear tomorrow on News 4 Today. There's, there's a great old comedy routine. I forget who did it, but there's something in your kitchen that could be killing you right now. We'll tell you tomorrow night at 11 what it is. Well, I'm making dinner now. That useful. That information would be kind of useful right now, don't you think? I love, there's a dye, red dye out there. It's got people concerned. It's banned from cosmetics. Well, there's a huge difference between, you know, sticking it in your eye or whatever and eating it. I'm sure you don't want to rub a steak on your forehead. You probably don't. Eventually, the chicken, rub raw chicken on your forehead, probably not a good thing. It's so important. Nobody's going to want to miss this. You're going to want to look out. It's got a huge problem. People are going to die, especially children. Make sure you tune in tomorrow. Good luck tonight with dinner, by the way. But make sure you tune in tomorrow and we'll tell you what it is. Like, seriously? You could not be more stereotypical. You could not be more of a bunch of... Yeah, no, no, no. Don't... While you're making dinner, one crucial, normal, everyday ingredient could kill you in even small doses. We'll tell you what it is next Thursday. Set your DVRs. Oh, and good luck. Just eating what? Melba toast, drinking water and eating vitamins. If it's so damned important, why don't you tell us now? Why? why, Okay, this was in the middle of the day, this promo. If this is so damned important, why couldn't it be in the the, the six o'clock news or the 11 o'clock news? Why does it have to be tomorrow's news? Well, we're trying to nail this no you're not trying to nail down the story you've got the story it's a garbage story it's a hype story it's a scare the hell out of everybody story you're trying to get people to tune in because you're trying to scare the hell out of oh my god something's going to kill me and it's going to be like oh this this red mercury paint oh yeah no that makes sense god local news just sucks i want to play you a clip of the president of the united states Mock, because, you know, the left is circling the wagons. The left is desperately trying to distract from the fact that one of their own, a team member in good standing, is responsible for murdering three children and three adults in Nashville. They want to change the subject. It's about the guns. The guns didn't make this person. Now, there are other people out there claiming it's the hormones. We don't know if the person, if the killer was on hormones or not. Well, how far Audrey Hale was in transitioning right now. Is, she's transitioning from a human being to a, uh, a human being burning in hell for eternity. So, you know, that's, there's that. Ultimately, the transition worked out. But we don't know anything about the what could have been a motive 
And we don't know anything about what could have been a motive because the authorities, the powers that be, don't want us to know. The powers that be, being the left-wing media establishment and the left-wing political establishment, they don't want us to know for a reason. They don't want us to know for a reason. When, when Paul, it's amazing to me how they slow walk what they don't want you to see until they can get plausible deniability, get you, like the, the Pelosi, the Paul Pelosi video of his drunk driving arrest. How long did it take to get that video? Now, you or I popped for drunk driving, it'd be out uh, the next day, it'd be out that day. It'd be live streamed. But the, uh, multi-millionaire husband, insider trading dude of the Speaker of the House. His DUI, no big deal. Why? Because there's a difference between uh, Paul Pelosi charged with DUI stories and video of the Speaker of the House's husband kind of trying to pull a don't-you-know-who-I-am sort of moment to get out of driving drunk. You put enough yardage between there. Say if on, on first and 10 at your own 20, you fumble the snap, you lose five yards, but you you retain the ball. That's going to impact the next couple of plays. But if you get a first down, you get you get a 40-yard pass, you break the running back break once. The, the fumble's forgotten. The fumbled snap is forgotten enough time, enough yardage, the results, whatever. So if you can delay for two weeks the Paul Pelosi video from coming out, eh, forget it. The Paul Pelosi home invasion video, the story was set. The narrative was set. The video contradicted the narrative. Now, the video was weird, innocuous. I don't understand why they didn't want the video out there. It was innocuous, but they... They didn't. Maybe it was because there were some people who were saying, why is this guy running around in his underwear playing with the, why isn't he running out to the police? Whatever it is, I explain all of that. But they didn't want you to see it until they had conditioned people to see what they wanted to see in that video. Then they released it. Other body camp takes a while to come out or it's immediate, depending on what is necessary, what is needed. With this shooting in Nashville, we got the body cam footage. The heroic police officers charging in there, killing this monster mutant. I don't understand why cable news doesn't show it. They they sit there. They tell you that it's wildly important that you find out everything we can. And we cannot do this. And here's, here's the... I want to see the media play the, the kill shot. Because what do they do? We don't want to tell. We don't want to use the killer's name, or we don't. The stuff is too gruesome. You don't want to see the the footage of the uh, the kids, or the the innocent people murdered. But I think watching somebody in the act of being a monster, so deserving of it, removed from existence on this plane. It's good because there are crazy people out there who go, yeah, this person's a hero. The trans community, the militant trans community, is uh, they're the dangerous ones. They're the ones who go, yeah, no, this is great. Hero, hero, hero. Remember, she's the real victim. She's Or he's the real victim. The real, they're misgendering her. That's just why they blah, 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 blah. Well, showing this person standing and existing and then crumbling, just straight up crumbling like, gravity hit them for the first time dead would horrify people and anybody who's looking at this person as a hero i don't want to be anything like that i don't want that to happen to me but they always stop the footage right before the shooting so the the images will be disturbing and all you see is cops running through a school yelling and 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 their guns pointed out and then they freeze it and you hear the gun play like they freeze oh that's so much better no show people what happens to these killers? Maybe some of these potential killers, these future killers that can be reached will be reached by that. I don't know. Instead, you get, we're not going to release the manifesto until the investigation is done, which again leads you to believe, like, well, are there other people involved? Where? What do you mean the, the investigation should be done? We know what happened. 
It was a 14-minute long thing. The person's dead. The perpetrator's dead. Let us try to make sense of why this person did it. Well, there must be something in there that the powers that be don't want known. The Attorney General was up on Capitol Hill yesterday saying that he's not investigating this, at least not yet, as a hate crime. It's pretty obvious that this person, this mutant, this monster, targeted this school because it's a Christian school. Besides, well, you would launch the investigation to find out whether or not it was that way anyway, but the current administration doesn't give a damn. The current administration doesn't really care. And the powers that be are quickly, as quickly as possible, trying to distract, construct a new narrative to distract from the fact that the T in the LGBTQRSTUV mafia caused this, committed this act. So you end up with this story from NBC News. Now, this is written by two reporters who work at NBC Out, which is gay news. Did you know that uh, the news has sexuality? It does. Matt Levitas and Joe Urkaba, whatever the hell. Joe is J-O. It's, uh, Joe is a woman. Matt is a man. I don't know how they identify. I couldn't care less. The headline, Fear Pervades Tennessee's Trans Community Amid Focus on Nashville Shooter's Gender Identity. Quote, we were fearing for our lives. Uh, we were already fearing for our lives. Now it's even worse, one transgender advocate in the state said. No, you're not. You're lying. You don't like the fact that one of your own killed a bunch of people, probably because they're mentally unstable, which made them one of your own. Shortly before news broke Monday of a fatal shooting at a private Christian Nashville elementary school, police said the suspect was transgender. This detail, according to trans people in the state, has poured fuel on an already combustive environment that had led many of them to fear for their safety. Really? Police say Audrey Hale, who was killed by responding police officers, fatally shot three nine-year-old students and three staffers at the Covenant School. Although police have said there is no known motive for the shooting, some conservatives have blamed the shooting on the suspect's gender identity. No, the indulgence of the gender identity rather than treating the mental disorder as a mental disorder. The indulgence of delusion leads to more delusion. Just like the acceptance of shoplifting leads to more shoplifting within 10 minutes of police saying the suspect was transgender the hashtag trans terrorism trended on twitter around the same time republican lawmakers including jd vance of ohio and conservative firebrand marjorie taylor green insinuated on social media that the shooter's gender identity played a role in the shooting well anytime a white guy does it what is it well, because he's a man and it's white that's terrible that's why he does this but no, 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 no. You point out that this person targeted somebody because they say, no, reality is reality, biology is biology. You're somehow committing a hate crime. Quote, we're terrified for the LGBT community here. LGBTQ community here. Kim Spoon, a trans activist based in Knoxville, Tennessee, said. Well, the shooting took place in Nashville. Shouldn't you get, be able to get somebody? No, they had to go to Knoxville. They will travel wherever they have to go. To get the quote we need, we got to talk to somebody in Los Angeles. They'll talk to somebody in Los Angeles. More's blood, uh, more blood's going to be shed, and it's not going to be shed in a school. How do you know? Denise Sadler, a drag performer who is transgender, said she had, meaning he, had already fi uh, hired four armed guards before Monday's shooting to secure a drag show he is hosting at a gay bar in Nashville this weekend. Following the anti-trans rhetoric spawned by the shooter, Sadler said he is now planning to hire eight. Okay. Armed security? Wait a second. I thought guns were bad. I thought guns caused people to kill. You don't know if the shooter's gender identity is going to trigger a community of people who already hated us to come and try to shoot us to prove a point, Sadler said. Well, has it happened before? No, it hasn't. So that's a pretty good indicator, don't you think? The mentally unstable saying, they're, they're going to come and get me. Hmm. Now, if you say, hey, 
the guy stripping for kids, the guy grinding up on kids, the guy taking folded dollar bills shoved in his G-string from kids, that's a bit of a grooming thing for, you know, pedophilia. No, 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 you're some sort of monster. How dare you insinuate those sorts of things? You cannot make these blanket statements. And you point out, hey, here's a uh, drag performer who is arrested for having a whole bunch of child pornography on their computer. Uh, well, that's just one person. You can't make a blanket statement. And, and here they are. Oh, somebody of our tribe killed a whole bunch of people and now they're going to target us. That's the story? That's the story? Now, normally you would see what in these situations? If this killer were a straight white man, you would have been, uh, there would have been a colonoscopy performed on his social media footprint. There would have been a thorough examination of everywhere this person ever lived and anybody they ever talked to. Interview after interview after interview with people they went to college with, people they went to high school with, friends and their neighbors, co-workers, colleagues, whatever, neighbors, whatever it is, they would have talked to them. But have you seen any of that? I haven't seen any of that. Why? Because I'm guessing this person was pretty mentally unstable. Pretty, and, and pretty obviously mentally unstable. And it, more obviously than just in general with the, no, I'm a, I'm a dude. Like, no, you're not. All right, well, then uh, go use that urinal. What? Yeah, go, go ahead, dude. Use that urinal. I can't do it. Now, beyond that, they're probably pretty mentally unstable. Maybe because they were getting treatment, maybe not. Maybe because they were being indulged, maybe not. Who the hell knows? It doesn't matter. But you haven't seen any of it. Why? Because that won't help. Instead, the resources of NBC News have been mustered to pretend that people who are not being threatened feel threatened. Oh, the real victims here are the people who had nothing to do with this thing and lost nobody, right? Wait a second. Now, the real victims here are the families of the murdered people. There's no NBC News story highlighting the victims of the murdered people. It's weird, again, if this were a white guy, straight white guy, the worst kind of white guy, you would have seen profile photograph-laden profiles of the victims, right? Not because they want to educate you on who the victims were. They want you to feel awful. They want you to feel. And then at the end, they'll hit you with, we've got to have more gun control. We've got to have more gun control. But because they need, the priorities are not the dead children, or the dead adults, the dead people at all, except for the dead shooter. Their priorities are the dead shooter and the alphabet mafia. They must be protected. The L, the G, and the B live in fear of the T. The T, apparently, stands for terrorist. So you get this exceedingly long story from NBC News out, the gay news, saying, oh, we're the real victims here. I had to hire security. At my, I doubt you had to hire security. Nobody gives a damn if you do a drag show at a gay bar. You bring kids into it, that's a problem. You do a drag show at the preteen library, that's a bit of a problem. You, you shove your ass in a kid's face, in a seven-year-old's face, because it's artistic. That's the damn problem. But this is NBC News. And then you go right on up, this stupidity goes right on up to the President of the United States. Yesterday, Joe Biden was, now it's an attack on a Christian school. It's an attack on a Christian school by somebody who's a trans activist. Now, what do you hear constantly from the left? Oh, Christians, they hate. Christians are just a, it's a hate cult. It's blah, 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 blah. Somebody took that to heart, just like James Hodgkinson. This killer, the Nashville, is James Hodgkinson in a dress and then in a pantsuit. Inspired. MSNBC is mourning the loss of a viewer. Surprised they, they always have these, we celebrate Women's History Month. We celebrate Black History Month. We celebrate Pride Month. Yeah, but we mourn the loss 
of the Nashville shooter. I'm surprised they don't do that. They would internally, they're probably floating the idea on MSNBC. But anyway, of course, the fish rots from the head. We've got Joe Biden here. Um, Senator Josh Hawley pointed out that this is an attack on a Christian school. It would automatically be assumed that it was anti-Christian bias, therefore a hate crime. If it were a, a historically black college or university, it would immediately be assumed, oh my God, this is a... T-. When, the, uh, tra- when the non-binary killer in Colorado went into the gay club and killed people there, it was immediately assumed this is an anti-gay hate crime. Then it turns out, oh wait, he's a member of the tribe. The story just went away, but they immediately assumed what people would immediately assume, what was most advantageous for them. Joe Biden hasn't given, after joking about, come down here for the ice cream. I love ice cream. Look at those kids are so good looking. Oh, by the way, five minutes later going, yeah, I got to say something about these murdered kids in Tennessee. It's sad, it's sad, it's sad moving on. After doing that, Joe Biden then decides it's a good time to make a joke about Christians being murdered because they're Christians. Well, it's tough to listen to because there's the helicopter in the background, but you can hear it. Listen to it for yourself. (laughs) Do you believe Christians were targeted? I I don't have any idea. I don't give enough of a poop to have have thought about it beyond that. I don't don't know. I I don't care. Well, Josh Hawley thinks they are. Well, then I probably don't then. <laughs> and I'm just kidding. I'm here all night, man. Don't forget to tip your, your waiters and waitresses. It's the president of the United States. What a sick, sick SOB he is. I, I want to illustrate the problem with one of the many, many, many problems with the left and where we're going as a society. Because they'll say, oh, it was the gun, that did the AR-15 type weapon or whatever. Don't mention the person's gender identity. Don't mention this. Don't mention that. You end up with an absurd way of life. You end up with an absurd view of reality. There's a story. There's a PBS reporter named Jane Ferguson. Jane Ferguson is a, she's a blonde woman. She's, I don't know, average build. Actually, in today's, she's lighter, thinner than average. But she's working at NPR, so let's not pretend that she's some sort of right winger. She was attacked on the New York City subway. Right? She was attacked on the New York City subway. The headline at the New York Post, PBS reporter Jane Ferguson, punched in face by stranger on New York City subway. And she tweeted out a whole, the whole story. On It was just three tweets about how she was punched. She fell to the ground and some woman came up to her and helped. What she never reported on was any description whatsoever of the assailant. Now, I don't know what the assailant looks like. It was at 6.30 in the afternoon. You know, you would think in New York City, the subway would be pretty crowded. There might be surveillance footage of the subway, uh, you know, on the subway, on the car. They always seem to have, everybody seems to have a camera. You'd think that if you were the victim of this crime, you would want the perpetrator brought to justice. And in order to do that, you have to give more information than a human being with a fist. Jane Ferguson tweeted out, At 6.30 p.m. today, I was violently assaulted on the New York City subway. A man walked up to me in a busy rush hour car and punched me hard in the side of the face. I kneeled down on the floor in shock and steadied myself, unsure what had just happened. My ear ringing and my face on fire. The reason I'm tweeting this is... As I knelt on the floor, I felt an arm around my shoulder, and a woman pulled me away. The young woman took me off the car at the next stop and to the police there at Grand Central Station before giving me a hug and making sure I got home okay. Her name was Samantha. I didn't catch any other information as I was in shock and am sorry about that. So Samantha, who was on the number four express train between 59th Street and Grand Central today at rush hour, Thank you. New Yorkers are pretty great. That's it. The New York Post story about it gives about that much detail, too. There's no, here's what the guy looks like. 
so that if you are riding on this crowded subway car, because if you're a guy is willing to walk up to a woman and just punch her in the face one time, I don't think that's on anybody's bucket list going, you know what I really got to do is punch a chick in the face. But again, I suspect I have no, nothing to base this on other than the fact that this person is a liberal and this is how liberals operate and how so many news stories are saying police are looking for two men in connection with the murder. What do they look like? Uh, you know, men. Well, all right, that narrows it down to 49% of the population. Let's round up the usual suspects. It's this political correctness. All right, I don't care. It is If this attacker were black, does that mean that black people walk up to white women on subways and punch them in the face? No, no, it doesn't. This person is just as likely to walk up to a black woman and punch her in the face, an Asian woman and punch her in the face, uh, anybody and punch them in the face. Why? Because they're mentally unstable. Now, maybe this particular person would walk up to somebody. Maybe they're unstable and it manifests itself in racism. Maybe they read the New York Times and watch MSNBC. I don't know. But the point is, you want to stop the people committing the violent crime. Now, in New York, they don't really want to stop the people. They arrest this guy. He'd be out in time to, I don't know, the, the breakfast rush the next day to punch somebody again. But in general, you should be willing to give descriptions. And if the descriptions are, well, there's a problem, it causes, it makes, this is the way the left thinks about everybody who isn't them by the way and, and themselves it really it's more revealing of themselves you can't say the wuhan coronavirus don't mention wuhan it, uh, don't mention china at all why because then everybody will go out to the streets and start attacking asian people like that no that's that's not how is that how you think like if you found out that this was definitely from a lab leak would you be overwhelmed with the desire to go and beat holy hell out of everybody who's Asian that you could find? Because normal people don't do that. So you've got something wrong with you if you think that you really have trust issues at a bare minimum. But I suspect it's just you're projecting on other people. Is that why? No. Same thing. Oh, if you mention that the shooter in Nashville is trans, then the trans community has to live in fear. Well, there's there's a couple of mass shootings. There's actually quite a few mass killings by trans people, mentally unstable trans people. There isn't really any equivalent straight person going to a trans event and shooting it up, right? There isn't. If there were, that'd be all you'd hear about. That'd be all you'd hear about forever. I'm not encouraging it. I'm not wishing for it. It's nothing. It'd be horrible. It would need to be, should be prevented. And anybody thinking about it needs to get mental help or be arrested. But to sit there and go, well, now, now we have to be in fear of this. No, no, no. There's one group of people planning a day of vengeance on April 1st, and it ain't straight Christians. You know, straight Christians were attacked and murdered in Nashville. Vengeance is revenge for an act done on you. If you believed in the tribalism, then should it not be the Christians going, we need our day of vengeance? No, that's not the way it works. It's always the left that wants vengeance for things that didn't happen. Why? Because you need to keep people stupid. And the easiest way to keep people stupid, even stupid people, to make them even dumber is to make them emotional. Make them wildly and unstably emotional. And you'll find that people do some of the dumbest damn things human beings have ever done or could even conceive of doing when they're in an emotional state. Get them in a frenzy. You watch those speeches in Nuremberg. Even You don't even have to know what the hell Hitler was saying. The crowd, was, he was whipping the crowd into a frenzy. Progressives pioneered this in Italy and in Russia and in Germany, and they deploy it and employ it today. The same political philosophy. This isn't by accident. This is by design. It always has been. It always will be. All right, I want to shift gears to other news because there is other news going on out there. Uh, Secretary of Defense 
Lloyd Austin was up on Capitol Hill yesterday. Look, we have a recruiting issue in the United States military. The military, you know, there's been stretches where they've had difficulty meeting their recruiting goals. It's, It's not uncommon. What is uncommon is that they're missing their recruiting goals by 25%. That's huge. That's way bigger than normal. And how do you address, what do you account for that? Well, you've got the left-wing establishment telling everybody the country is awful. You've got the president of the United States and the vice president of the United States talking about how this country is horrible and racist and fundamentally this, that, and the other thing. And you go, well, then why the hell would I bother serving this? Why would I bother with any of this? And so that's going to lead to things. You're going to also you've got the woke aspect where you've got a lot of people, normal people who would normally go, you know what, I want to serve this country. I'm ready to go into the military. And then they find out that they're going to be issued not a rifle, not a uniform. They're going to be issued like a copy of how to be an anti-racist by Ibram Kendi or uh, uh, white fragility by Robin D'Angelo. And you're like, I'm not going to go and spend two weeks in basic training learning pronouns, right? I'm not going to learn. I'm not going to go for that. I'm not interested. And so they, they move on from that. And the priorities of the military are not priorities for the military. You get a whole lot of people who are interested in military service going away from military service. Just saying that. You also had the added problem but at a time when recruitment is down significantly and 25% is significant the biden administration imposed a vaccine mandate a covid shot mandate on the military and booted out anybody including navy seals didn't matter if you had natural immunity you're booted out of the military if and you refused to be the pincushion every two months getting your updates and oh you gotta get another jab this jab is the best jab this jab will save your life and then you got to get another jab because that previous jab won't save your life they threw out eight thousand american citizens who had signed up and joined the military and were serving in good standing they threw out eight thousand of them why because they're probably conservatives they had questions and they're going to question whether or not they want to be injected in the world's largest clinical trial well the the mandate is now gone because even the Biden administration, they don't admit it this way, but they had to admit reality. Like, hey, we're gonna, we're losing court cases, and the damn thing isn't worth a damn anyway. So we've got to. We're ordered to get rid of this mandate if we want anybody. We got to get rid of this mandate. In the midst of that, they're still having this recruiting goals shortage. One would think. You have this pool of 8,000 people who were booted out of the military not all that long ago by the Biden administration. If the Biden administration wanted to get a chance to close that 25% recruitment gap, you might start with going and getting the 8,000 people, as many of the 8,000, some of them will have moved on. But as many of the 8,000 people who are in there come back and say, hey, you know, we, we're sorry, we'll take you back. We'll give you back pay because we booted you out. without COVID. And we would love you back in the military or at least in the reserves. Do something to get them. But that is not what they're doing. Instead, they keep going back and fishing off the pier where there's frankly no fish or at least not enough fish. Listen to Lloyd Austin. He's asked by Senator Eric Schmidt about this. And he admits they're not they're not. They're not going for those people. Those people come back if they want, but we're not going to even do so much as reach out to them to try and get them back in the military. There are over 8,000 military men and women who lost their jobs because of the COVID vaccine mandate. Is that correct? Uh, that's, that's, that's about right. Okay, so we talk about recruitment challenges. Are you actively going after to try to get those 8,000 people back? They, they have a... Uh... They have the ability to uh, reapply. Well, right. No, I'm asking, what are your efforts? They have the ability to reapply for for uh, 
readmission and Are you recruiting these folks? Are you not recruiting, but they have the ability. So Sayonara, 8,000 well-trained folks. We, we are recruiting new recruits. We are recruiting new recruits. We are look, digging in the, the well and on the hole for the hole that isn't really producing anything. We're going to keep keep going down, which isn't what isn't working very well. And we're never going to address why it isn't working very well. And we're not interested. We, well, they can come back. They can come back, but we're not going to. We're not going to go talk to them about coming back. This is the military. This matters. You've got the president of the United States saber rattling uncontrollably at Russia every chance he gets about Ukraine. Sending, apparently, according to some reports, depleted uranium weapons over there, which is causing Putin to reposition nuclear weapons, to move nuclear weapons out of tactical battlefield nukes over there. The insanity. And now the Biden administration is like, well, maybe we should send F-16s over there. Yeah, no, you're going to get the uh, Ukrainians to totally pinky swear that they won't use those planes to fly missions into Russia, bombing right? They'll use it just over their own territory. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. It's also saying this Lloyd Austin is at a time when China is sucking up to Russia. Not because they need Russia, but because it they want to make the United States uh, uncomfortable. They want to make the United States more worried. If, if Russia is going to... Look, there was a chance Russia could collapse... Uh, militarily, but if China is going to be supplying them military weapons, maybe soldiers eventually, then there's less likely chance that there could be domestic pressures put on Vladimir Putin that won't be put on Vladimir Putin now, frankly. That China will be there to help them shoulder that burden. Meanwhile, China wants to invade Taiwan. You're wasting our resources and we're watching our troop levels be depleted through political correctness. And they're sitting there going, eh, you know, who knows these things? We, if they want to come back, they can, they can apply to come back. We don't, we'd much rather spend all the time and money and effort training other people on, uh, to do their job and uh, get people who won't question pronoun usage than have those pesky people who think for themselves and aren't willing to be pincushions for this administration. I just want you to be aware of what's going on with your government. That's what's going on with your government. Also going on with your government is the Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas. Now, if you've ever seen a picture of Secretary Mayorkas, he's a bald guy. He's got a very weird way of talking. He's uh, he just... Douchebag comes to mind. I don't, I don't know. The, maybe he's perfectly nice. But if you just see, there are some people. When I was a kid, I didn't have this uh, smart-ass resting face, but I could get it. You know, some, the, the smart-ass resting face is when you can't help it. Your resting face, whatever it is, is when you can't help it. When you're just not doing anything with your face, you look like a smart-ass. But I would get this smart-ass look on my face. Usually when I was being disciplined by my mother. And she would give me the... And I'd knock that smirk right off your... I'm going to knock that look right off your face, mister. You, that was not an uncommon phrase from my youth. And quite frankly, I deserved it. She never did knock the look off my face. But she wanted to. Alejandro Mayorkas has one of those kind of looks on his face where you just go, God, I'd love to just smack the look right off that guy's face. Because no matter when he's talking, when he's talking about or somebody's talking to him about something very serious, the, the protection of the United States of America, that's his job. He's Secretary of Homeland Security. And he's sitting there with this smirk like, you shut up. You're beneath me. I don't, I don't need to answer to you. You just want to go, what the hell is wrong with you people? Really, you want to throttle Joe Biden and go, what the hell? This is the guy you chose. But, of course, he's following orders. He's a good little Nazi. He's following orders from on top. Don't secure the southern border. Don't secure the southern border. Just let it go. We want people coming in. And if you can't override and overrun the border and you can't eventually 
override and overrun the will of the American people with a whole bunch of new American voters without breaking a few eggs. So if you get, you know, hundreds of illegal aliens, potentially illegal aliens dying along the way, that's sad, I suppose. But if you're finding 800 plus bodies, that means that 800,000 plus bodies got in. They didn't die. They made it in. That's... If you think there's no calculus like that, that's too cold. That's exactly how this stuff works. (laughs) These people are like actuarials. They look at it and go, yeah, uh, this will probably kill about uh, 1,000 people a year. But it will work famously for a million. Oh, you know what? That's a fair trade. That's essentially what these people are doing. Well, Senator Ted Cruz was asking Mayorkas about this. Ted Cruz doesn't seem to be a big fan of people dying. And Mayorkas simply doesn't give a damn. Listen to this telling exchange. And you can hear, you can hear the smug, smart-ass resting face on Mayorkas. How many migrants died in 2022? Um, uh, at our, uh, approaching our southern border? Yes precisely why we are seeking to exclude so you're, the smuggling Do you know the answer? Do you know how many died? I do not. You do not. Of course you don't. I know how many died. 853. That is 853. Correct. And by the way, here are the numbers that have died every year. You go back to 1998, you see it's consistently between 300 and 400, 304 to 300 400. Suddenly, 2021, what happens? You get in office, and that red line are dead bodies. I've been on the Rio Grande, and I've seen dead bodies floating there who drowned because of your refusal to do your job. You don't even know how many have died. What do you say to the Texas farmers and ranchers who find pregnant ladies dead on their property, who find toddlers dead on their property? What do you say to them? I say that is why precisely... We are taking it to the smuggling organization. But you are not. Number, that is simply not true. Number two, it is but, why let, we let, are let, let, let me read from the Wall Street Journal. The Wall Street Journal two weeks ago ran an article entitled, It's Like Gra- a Graveyard. Record numbers of migrants are dying at the border. The story begins with this chilling line, quote, Eagle Pass, Texas. Local officials keep a refrigerated truck to hold the bodies of migrants who drown in the currents of the Rio Grande while trying to cross the border into the U.S. They can hear the smug rest of me. That it, what do you tell them? I tell them that is why we are taking it to the smug. You're taking it to the smugglers? Record numbers of people flooding across the border. You're taking it to the... What are you, what are you taking to the smugglers? Compasses and maps? What do you mean you're taking it to the... That is why we are taking it to the smugglers. He doesn't care. I don't know how many people there are. I don't know. You'd think... It's amazing to me how ill-prepared Biden administration officials and Biden nominees are for some pretty basic questions before they go up and testify. But they do. They are. Well, they uh, continued because the, the cartels use these wristbands that uh, tell people you know how much they paid keep track of the illegal aliens how much they paid to be smuggled how much they owe the cartels till they color they're color coding human beings it's disgusting it's dehumanizing but it is an indication of just how big the human smuggling business is and the secretary of homeland security whose job it is to secure the border has no flippin' idea what this is. Ted Cruz is disgusted again. What are, what are these wristbands? I don't know what they are. You I don't know. know what they are. Mr. Secretary, you have just testified to the American people you're incompetent at your job because I've been to the southern border, and if you go to the southern border, along the southern border, you see thousands of these wristbands because the illegal immigrants wear them. The drug cartels, every color corresponds to how many thousands of dollars they owe the cartels. You have turned these cartels into multi-billion dollar criminal organizations, and these are modern-day leg irons because these are children being sold into sex slavery and you don't even know what they are that is astonishing 
Mr. Secretary, how many children have been sold into sex slavery under your administration? Senator, we are taking it to the cartel. How many children have been sold into sex slavery? In an Do you know how many children have been sold into sex slavery? To an unprecedented degree. Mr. Secretary, I want to say to you right now, it is your behavior is disgraceful, and the deaths, the children assaulted, the children raped, they are at your feet, and if you had integrity, you would resign. And I will tell you, the men and women of the Border Patrol, they've never had a political leader undermine them. They despise you, Mr. Secretary, because you're willing to let children be raped to follow political orders. This is a crisis. It's a disgrace. And you won't even admit this human tragedy is a crisis. Claiming one minute chairman time, Mr. Secretary, would you like to respond to any of those questions? What the senator said was revolting. I'm not going to address it. Your refusal to do your job is revolting. Amen. Amen. It is just, just, it's amazing to me that this doesn't get more coverage. It just doesn't. No, of course, the left-wing media doesn't care. To them, Ted Cruz is the problem. It is, everything Ted Cruz said is there, there is true. You would think the Secretary of Homeland Security would know. Look, if you're going to pay, if you, the cartel's charging $10,000 to smuggle you to the United States and you've only got five, they're willing to give you five on credit. Five on credit. But they're going to own your ass until you get them that five. And if you think it's just five, you're crazy. It is a lot more than five. It is interest rate. The VIG, the juice on that money starts rolling and keeps rolling. And you better come up with it because they're not super understanding. They're going to not just release you into the wild and say, all right, you find us when you got the money. No, they're going to say, you're you're ours now until you pay off this money. This is how indentured servitude and slavery in this country started. We'll get you there. You got to pay us. You're an indentured servant. Well, of course, the money keeps getting bigger and bigger. You got to pay. We're feeding you. So, you know, it's five grand, but then we gave you a thousand bucks worth of food. So now it's six grand and then there's interest. So it's seven grand. And then it's another month. So it's another bunch of food. And we're paying you a thousand bucks a month or two thousand bucks a month. We're taking all of that. We're charging you three thousand bucks a month. So you keep going deeper and deeper and deeper into debt. And you're owned by those cartels. You are owned by those cartels. I thought Democrats had learned their lesson from history, from their own history, and were now anti-slavery, yet they are engaging in and empowering and emboldening, frankly, slavery. Sex slavery. How do you think an illegal alien is going to pay off the money they owe the cartels? Well, they could be drug mules, they could be drug sellers, they could be enforcers, they could be killers, they could be all sorts of things in the drug trade, but young women probably not really thought of as enforcers in the drug trade. Yes, South and Central American cultures are not exactly super women-friendly. As much as the left whines about how horrible the United States is for women, you ain't seen nothing like South and Central America. So they look at the women and the girls and they go, prostitution earns a pretty penny. You can get your way out prostitution. And then suddenly again, you need more money. You owe more money. You're engaging in the prostitution, but it's a horrible, horrible life. You resent it. You you can't live with it. The conscience, the, the haunting of it. So you turn to drugs. Well, now they've got you in deeper. They own you and they own you more and they own your soul and they own you forever. This is all being empowered by our government allowing that border to be open, allowing that color-coded system to thrive, the human smuggling business to become worth billions, a growth industry, the only growth industry, really, that and drugs in South and Central America. And the guy in charge of stopping it, the guy in charge of protecting not only Americans, but the illegal aliens from this horrible fate has no idea what it is. I don't know what those things mean. What is that? Like Ticketmaster? Do you get front row seats to your favorite concerts, to Taylor Swift, if you have the right color wristband? It's sick. Not surprising, but it's sick. 
As we wrap it up, I want to play you to try to get in two more clips. I want to play you the Secretary of the Interior, Deb Holland. She was up on Capitol Hill yesterday. She was questioned by former Secretary of the Interior, now member of Congress from Montana, Ryan Zinke. This woman was she was celebrated wildly. She's the first Native American cabinet secretary. She's incredibly incompetent. Incredibly. She didn't know the answers to anything. Just to give you just a little taste, just a little taste of a diversity hire and the celebrating of diversity over the promotion of competence. Listen to this exchange. Are you aware that China controls by proxy production, the supply chain of critical minerals that are critical to both the EV world and defense? Thank you for that information. Are you aware by multiple studies that in order to satisfy the present requirements of EV and critical minerals of defense, it would take an increase of 2,000% of mining for 20 years? Are you aware of that? Thank you for the information, Congressman. Thank you for the information. Are you aware of any? Thank you for the info. So you're not aware of this. Are you dumb? Thank you for the information. Oh, but you're Native American, so you're historic. Her next job will be White House Press Secretary. God. Lastly, I want you to listen to this uh, butt-kissing from Joy Reid to Nancy Pelosi. It's, it's pathetic and speaks for itself. Uh, Speaker Emerita, uh, Nancy Pelosi, happy Women's History Month. Yes, you are a part of our Women's History Month, uh, (laughs) and you will go down in history. I will argue as, if not the greatest speaker of the House, you're definitely in the top two. (laughs) Well, when women succeed, America succeeds. Happy Women's History Month. I'm going to give you number one. Speaker Emerita, Nancy Pelosi, thank thank you. you. It's such an honor. My pleasure. Thank you. I'll be right back. Thank you. I'm embarrassed for them. Adults, ladies and gentlemen. But you know, MSNBC is your place for news. <laughs> it's your place for brain damage. God help us all. Anyway, that is all the time we have. Because of stupidity like that, though, we'll be back tomorrow with another exciting episode because that level of stupidity never stops. Never, ever stops, even when you need it to, if you want it to. Appreciate you listening. Have yourself a great one. <laughs>